Welcome to Hashtags and Stilettos with Sakita Holly, the podcast that's like having your own personal publicist in your pocket, sharing business, lifestyle, and PR tips on demand. Today's guest is Marie Denae. Marie, better known as the curvy fashionista, is a fashion blogger, freelance fashion writer, and a respected voice and influencer in the plus-size fashion arena. With over 11 years of experience, Marie has made it her mission to continuously show women that they can be curvy, confident, and and chic. In 2008, Marie founded the CurvyFashionista.com after realizing that when it came to great stylish clothing for plus-size women, their options were limited. With an MBA in marketing, fashion experience, and pure passion for empowering women of every shape and size, Marie has turned the CurvyFashionista.com into a must-visit destination for more than 400,000 visitors each month. In 2015, Marie founded the Curvy Fashionista the Style Expo in Atlanta, which drew over 400 women to shop their favorite plus-size brands, socialize, and sit in on panels led by some of the industry's leading experts. This year's expo will be held on August 12th and 13th, with participation from brands such as Ashley Stewart, Lane Bryant, and Sheik and Kirby. Today, I'll be talking with Marie about how she's become one of the most recognizable voices in the plus-size market and fashion blogging as a whole. Welcome to the show, Marie. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, I want to start with a bit of a flashback um, to see if you remember this. We actually had a conversation a a few years ago. I want to say it was probably like late 2009 or 2010, around the time your blog had to be one or two years old. And we talked about your desire then to become basically who you are today. Like you express your interest in working with brands and being viewed as a respected resource and voice in the plus size market. Fast forward to today, you've accomplished all of those goals. So from that time, like when your blog was still very young, can you walk me through what it took you, what it took to become one of the most prominent voices in plus size fashion? Well, um, there's a couple of things. Like, first of all, like, thank you for having me. Thank you for of course. the conversation. I actually still feel that I'm, I have a lot more work to do. So I appreciate mm. um, your, your, your compliments. I still feel though, like I have so much more to do that I'm mm-hmm. still like on the grind and on the hustle and, you know, you know, trying to humble myself and stay humble so that Mm -hmm. I can um, uh, continue to do what I've done or what I have been doing. I think one of the things that has been really important is, you know, trying to find a groove, find a kind of self-discipline and and being consistent with Mm -hmm. and kind of remembering and staying kind of grounded to that mission. What's, you know, what wanted me to start in the first place. You know, and so kind of staying focused on that particular uh, drive, like that's what's helped me. I feel that's kind of helped me to kind of naturally progress and grow as I have. So what you you mentioned discipline in finding, I guess, a routine. What has that looked like (laughs) over the years? (laughs) And what does it look like today? You know, I think one of the biggest uh, things for me, which I'm getting better at is sleep, mm. um, turning off. So okay. because I work from home, I have an office, 
Um, and it's very easy to get stuck at your computer until 10 o'clock, you know, working from 6 a.m. to 10. Like, it's easy to do that, right? Right. Then you mm-hmm. feel burnt out. You, you know, your productivity is not up to par. Your creativity is probably shot. And you probably haven't eaten anything all day. <laughs> so very true. You learn how to turn it off and to shut down just as if you were to walk out of a nine to five. Like, mm-hmm. You know, for me, I usually am in bed around nine, ten. I'm OK. Um, I probably don't sleep until like 11, but I'm like winding down. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to get my seven hours of sleep almost every night. I'm up at 5.30, 6.30, sometime in, somewhere in between that. And I leave my office, like, at 6. Like, I walk mm-hmm. away. And if I'm on my computer, I'm playing, right? If I'm mm-hmm. on my laptop, I'm playing. And I'll, you know, I, I've had to learn to kind of step away from sometimes because you can – it doesn't do you any good as an entrepreneur, as a business owner – to burn the candle at both ends. And that's just something like I've learned that, you know, the way that my body processes stress Mm -hmm. and it internalizes. So I needed to find different ways to take better care of me so that I could be inspired, motivated and ready to hit the ground running to continue to do what I'm doing. Right. I, I love that you said that because a common thread in a lot of the interviews that I've done on this podcast has been as an entrepreneur, the importance of having these systems and these set routines. Um, so, and my grandmother actually tells me all the time, I, I clearly still need to learn this, that you need to have a beginning, middle and end to your day. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that you still, even though you're an entrepreneur and yes, the work will always be there you walk away from the work like you mentally clock out at 6 p.m. and then you have a schedule of when you go to bed and God bless you for getting seven hours because somebody asked me yesterday do I get seven hours of sleep and I was like seven how many who what is that (laughs) and that's that's terrible but can you talk a little bit about how you're deliberate in that system like how do you make sure it happens that way well so there's chamomile tea Okay. All right. Look, um, I'm about to take some notes. <laughs> um, there's this drink. Uh, oh, gosh, I can't even remember the name of it. I found it. But sometimes, like, I'll take melatonin. Mm-hmm. Like, Is it dream water? No. No, it's okay. dream water. But it's, like, this new, like, or- orange. Like, there's, like, sleep, neuro. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't think of the name either. Right. But... You know, I found different things to kind of help calm me down because especially too, like, don't let me get started on like how to get with murder scandal or <laughs> or Game of Thrones. It's like, how do you calm down and get back into that sleep? Like, I already know Friday mornings I'm shot like mm-hmm. Thursday because I'm so wired so late at night. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I do use, uh, you know, whether it's like melatonin capsules or it's chamomile tea or, um, you know, especially to kind of just wind, you know, bring my day to a close. Mm. Um, but also sometimes I just go and sit in my bed and watch TV just to calm me down and to kind of get my mind into that. You know, your mind is visual. So even though you may not say, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I'm in my bed. But when you're in your bed, your body reacts and changes. So it's important to change that scenery for me mm-hmm. to change the scenery and just to kind of 
zone out. And there may also be times where my day may end sooner than six o'clock. I mean, pissed. I may be irritated. I may be sad. I may just be tired. I right. allow myself. I used to beat myself up all the time. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I overslept or, oh my God, like I'm so tired, but I want to take a nap, but I can't because I need to make sure that I'm, the, you know, like whatever that like whole reasoning is. And yeah. now I'm a lot nicer or easier to on myself when it comes to my schedule and my routine. So now I'm trying to change my routine. Like I want to go for walks now. Cause like I'm in Atlanta now and mm-hmm. my neighbor is like in my complex, everybody walks. So I'm like, Oh, I want to go walking too. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where can I put this into my schedule? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm all, do I do it first thing in the morning or do I do it right. at work or, you know, so I'm just trying to figure out different ways to kind of change up and kind of pour more into myself. Right. So that as I'm trying to scale to at that next level, that I am mentally and physically and spiritually like kind of balanced. That's that's amazing. And because I just feel like you're you may be the 50th person that has told me this just personally, but you know, and the definitely not the first person to say it on the podcast. So I, I feel like the hashtags and stilettos community as a unit <laughs> may need to do some type of beginning, middle, end day challenge where we really put ourselves into a structured system because there's a reason that nine to five life has worked (laughs) for so long and we have to figure out how to make that work uh, for either our side gigs or our full-time entrepreneurial hustle so thank you for that and you know in it's nine to five is even long in the united states like in some very some european countries they end their day earlier they have vacations by months right like don't they yes god the, the work life balance is a lot different and so I kind of like am always reading like what when I see those articles come across my you know like what they're doing right and how can I apply that like now I can't take nobody's month off however (laughs) you're lucky if I get a weekend right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean I'm still learning how to take those time take time um for myself I think Mm -hmm. um you know I really have been paying attention to Lovey's uh, on Saturdays. She keeps um, hashtagging Saturday self-care or self-care Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And it's actually something that I've like, it's just been reminding me to take a little bit, you know, a little bit of more time for me, because if you're not okay, your job's not okay. Your house is not okay. Your business is not okay. So that has been like the biggest um, focus for me. You just made me think of something. So we are full-time entrepreneurs. We have our respective ventures, which means that we can, as we've already discussed, we can set our schedule for the most part. um, And we have a certain type of autonomy or freedom. However, I've noticed in my own personal life, and I believe other entrepreneurs can relate, is that we still box ourselves into this sort of jail kind of thing it's like we can work from anywhere but we don't like we don't really fully take advantage of the freedom and autonomy that we have do you feel that way too um I think it varies by industry by um you know people's work 
Mm-hmm. And work, you know, for me, I was the person in college where I needed music. I'd be like Blair and Janet Jackson while I'm studying. Mm-hmm. I needed that extra stimulation. Some people can't focus with music. They need quiet. Right. But I think it kind of is reflective of their uh, lifestyle because a lot of my friends, I see them blogging and writing from different places. Mm-hmm. But if you're like a PR person, like you may, or if you're, you know, more admin, you may need to focus a little bit differently than, you know what I mean? So just, right. I, that's true. But I also think it's also individual because there have been times like when I go home and visit my family, I'm on my laptop in my mom's living room with my nephew on the, like on the couch. Mm-hmm. So it all right. varies just depending on what, you know, what works best like you and you should know yourself and be real honest with yourself. You know, that you can't um, play. Um, you can't write when you have TV on and don't sit in front of TV. Right. You got to got to set it up with, with what makes sense for you. So those are some you definitely got my mind going a little bit. I'm going to have to replay this and really kind of figure out my own life. <laughs> so, so thank you for that. But I want to go back and, and I want to get into what made you create the curvy fashionista.com. Like, was there a particular moment of frustration or did you just say, you know, this doesn't exist and it needs to exist? What happened? You know, um, I think my first blog post, I think I deleted it already, was on um, Christmas of 2008. And I was surprised mm-hmm. when I finally went back to go look at it. Mm-hmm. I actually had my blog up since November, but I was mm-hmm. terrified to actually write something. I'm like, what am I going to write? Who's going to uh-huh. it? What? I don't understand the purpose. Like, what is going on? And then, you know, at that time, you had Bag Snob, you had Live Journal Community. Like, I knew enough to know that there was something. Like, I had just finished my MBA. My goal was to actually open up a, a boutique. And mm-hmm. um, I, I was trying to, like, put items, like, as I was finding different brands and finding different um, contemporary looks, like that's where I kind of put it. Like my, my blog was supposed to kind of like journal or, um, be that kind of open, you know, like a bookmark, follow, yeah, bookmark and follow along with me, the things that I'm finding and that I want to carry in my store. So Mm -hmm. with that, um, it changed because I think when I first started blogging, my first focus when I first wanted to do my boutique was to cater to the in-betweeny girls, right? Like, so from 12 to 18, where there was like, you know, that gray area, that crossover. But the more research mm-hmm. that I did, the more that I figured out and found, I was like, oh, wait, it's so much bigger than this, honey. Like, let's, you know, right. let's start on our nursing things. And then from there, it just kind of grew when people started replying and, you know, brands started contacting. I was like, there's something here. And I didn't really know what it was, but I knew enough, like from a business and a marketing and, and growing up on the internet to know that there was something there. And, um, but I didn't know, but I, cause I, you know, like I, I think it was like between Afrobella, Bag Snob and Fashion Bomb, like there were, people who were doing it already. And I was like, okay, well, how does this apply to plus Gabby mm-hmm. started a couple of months before me? Um, she was really into her personal style. I was more, I wanted to be a resource and I kind of wanted to approach it from a different space. So for me, it was, how does, how do I make this work? And mm-hmm. 
you know, I didn't want to be a magazine. I didn't want to be a personal style blogger, but I wanted to provide um, and I wanted to help and just show. And mm-hmm. so it became, it just kind of really grew organically from there. Um, and, you know, it's been a lot of uh, prayers, a lot of faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a, a, a heck of a faith walk for me. Mm-hmm. How so? Can you talk about that a little bit? I mean, it's one thing. So I, I am religious. I believe in God. I, mm-hmm. I, me and God, we pray. I grew up in a church of God in Christ um, household. So for me, um, you know, to be given a vision and to see what it is that you can do with something and to see where you can go with it and to trust in yourself and in that process and in God that, you know, what you're working and walking in your purpose. For me, that's very important to understand what my purpose was. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only been over these past couple of months where I've been able to really understand what my purpose is and really hone in on that and understand what I'm doing and the bigger picture. So for me, it's, there's, you know, to have, it's been a personal, like, even though I write about plus size fashion and confidence and body image and self-love, it's been a personal growth for me because when you work for someone else, you have the comfort and the umbrella and the security of someone else. Right. And, but when you're doing it for yourself, it's like, oh my God, am I doing this right? Did I do this right? Oh my God. You know, I don't want to get in trouble by this pe- that like by this brand or this, this, um, you know, IRS or, mm-hmm. or, you know, am I, fi- are my papers filed? Right. You know, there's so many other moving pieces. So it's like right. how to trust in yourself and stay true to your purpose, your purpose and your voice and, and what initially kick-started this desire of this business that you wanted to do like it's that was really challenging because it's so easy to look you know when you're driving in your lane and you look next to you and you see someone else in a different in a different car or in a different um you know going faster or passing you by and you were like hey why can't I go that fast why can't I right. go that car it's mm-hmm. just, it wasn't you know you're in that car until it's time to upgrade right and that's so, alert. And so, you know, it's really it's a a growing process. It's it's such a mature like I can't even tell you. Like some things that would just worry me to death um like 5 years ago I'm looking at that and I'm like, "Child, it's you'd be all right." <laughs> <laughs> so, can you in you can obviously decline, but do you feel comfortable telling us like what have you discovered because you said it's a very recent you know, discovery. What is that purpose? You know, for me, it's really being of service and showing women how to love themselves. And and people may say that clothes are shallow or it's just on the outside, but there is a for real um, attachment to our self-worth with our clothing, with what Mm -hmm. we have. And if you don't even have the resources of clothing, then how do you then it affects you in a completely it's compounded. Right. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's showing um, women and really helping to empower them and to, you know, have fun and let them see themselves and know like, Hey, I can look fabulous. I can feel fabulous. Like I can find, I don't have to live in these rules and, and these boxes and I don't have to be to subscribe to one ideal. I can push outside of these constructs and, and really embrace what we have going on. That's why like, even for me now I have contributors because there's mm. things and certain experiences I can't talk to. I right. don't know what it's like to be a size 24, 26. 
trying to find find genes. I don't know Mm -hmm. that life. So, you know, I want to make sure that I bring on women who have that experience so they can relate directly relate to those who do. And then also still showing the brands and the designers and the retailers who do cater to that market. For me, it was it's some of the things that I've there's always this like imposter syndrome, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm listening to you talk about all these different things when you introduce me and it's still a very surreal feeling. Right. In my head, I'm just a regular chick. Like I'm just someone who's like chasing her dream, like and really trying to think like am I you know, I'm crazy for thinking this big. So mm. sometimes like you know, it's weird when you hear what other people think of you. Right. And the reverence that they hold for you or the respect because for me, I'm still I still see myself sometimes as like, sometimes I feel like I've still just started. Like Mm. I'm still in that growth. I haven't necessarily peaked. I'm still growing. And, and where my, you know, kind of desire or vision for the brand, I'm still nowhere near yet. So I'm, you know, I kind of still, I have to get better at celebrating all of my successes and instead of being like, okay, that's good, but I still have to get to that one. You know? Yes. I, I was actually going to, to ask because again, everything that you are touching on is an issue that, you know, like you said for your blog, that if I'm experiencing this, I know somebody else is. But when it comes to us as black women, entrepreneurs um, in this era, a lot of what we're doing hasn't necessarily been done this way before. So it's, we're always going to be growing. There's always going to be more, but at what point do we stop and say, okay, I actually accomplished what I set out to do, even though I'm focused on the next goal. How can I celebrate it? Because I feel like sometimes we don't want to, it feels like we're bragging, but if we don't celebrate our wins, who's going to celebrate? And it's, I have a really personal story. It's, you know, all my life I'll feel in my body right now, like, oh, I wish I could just tighten these thighs up a little. I wish I could, you know, slim this stomach down. And then I'll look back, like say two years from now, I'll look back at a picture from today and be like, damn, look at, like you look good. But I never feel that in the moment. Like, how can we unlearn some of that when it comes to our personal self-worth, but also business? You know, it's, it's hard. Like sometimes I have to slow down, Mm. right? You need to slow down and, 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 and take in that moment. And, and allow yourself to be like, hey, I did something really cool. And at the same time, you also cannot take it for granted. So if you've been at 10 magazines, that's 10 successes. It's not, oh, not another, mag- another magazine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything right. should be celebrated. So, you know, I may be like, wee, this is cool. <laughs> I allow myself to be on that wee, like, happy moment. And then, you know, then I'll get back to work. Okay. And so I, I'm, I try to slow myself down because a lot of times I may done, okay, next goal, like, and I immediately go to the next. Whereas like this, this year, like I've really been cognizant of the things that I am doing and the successes and the cool things that are happening and okay. 
um, being, allowing myself to be excited about that, allowing myself to celebrate because it is weird sometimes. Like it does feel a little bit braggadocious and a little self, um, congratulating. And, and it, and a lot of times, like, I think in our kind of culturally, like if we start celebrating ourselves so much or not so much, but just even one time, girl, don't get too big for your britches. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm, that's nice, but you still got to wash the dishes or you know what I'm saying? Like it's right. a weird, it's a weird space, especially as we're doing things that a lot of times people in our family have never even thought of would exactly. never think of having the ability to do. So you're not even just battling it internally. It may be familial. It may be with your homies and your, your college friends, your high school friends, all of a sudden they see you doing things. It may it has an effect, right? Mm-hmm. On, how you, on how you celebrate yourself. But, you know, I've, it's, it's, it's a process. And it's something that I wish that I got through a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Everything happens how it's supposed to, when it's supposed to. So I've, I'm also, um, I also believe in that. So for me, it's more of, okay. Well, good job, Marie. Get a girl. Buy yourself some, you know, ice cream. Get yourself like a new pair of shoes or mm-hmm. go and get a massage. Like finding different ways to celebrate myself. Right. And then, you know, okay, now back to work. Okay. I think that's the biggest okay. thing is like finding your own way. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so that's why, you know, I like to get my nails done or you know, if I really want a massage, cause I just like banged out like this whole thing over six months and now I'm like done. Okay. Go, right. go you. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. It, go, it goes back to what you said with uh lovey's uh, self-care Saturday. So that is, uh, that's definitely something, you know, if, if anybody listening is like struggling with that, you know, just start small. Like Marie said, if it's just getting your nails done or just, you know, for me, you know, I might go treat myself to pink berry. <laughs> so it's, it is those, it is those little things. Yeah. It's the littlest of things. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, Marie, you're done for the day. It's three o'clock. Listen, yes, yes, yes. That that is the greatest reward when you remember, like, wait, I'm the boss. <laughs> Hold up, right. I'm gonna stop. I'm taking a day, you know, half a day. But I wanna, you know, you mentioned Gabby earlier. So when I think of curve, you know, I'm a curvy girl, so I'm constantly looking for inspiration and you know, trying to figure out what works. And when I think of curvy bloggers or influencers, the names that come to my mind are you. Gabby Fresh, Nicolette Mason, um, and Nadia. I don't know her last name, but um, I'm sure if anybody follows the space, they'll know who I'm talking about. Um, what does? Yeah, what, could you say it again? Nadia Abu Hussein. Yes. What does it mean to you to be mentioned with those names? Honestly, you know, it's actually like I'm. I'm actually honored that you would put me in that same level. Like it's, I think that I'm still, because I'm not a personal style blogger, I'm in a different space. So recognized amongst my peers, like that's really awesome. That's like really, really awesome. And so, um, again, I kind of, I guess it goes back to kind of, you don't know how others really see you. Right. And, you know, you're just kind of grinding it out and then, you know, here you come and you're like, Marie, I, when I think Harry Bloggers, I think you, and these are people that I have tons of respect and adoration for. 
and then mm-hmm. I'm friends with some of them. So it's like, it's a really cool feeling that you would put me in that same spot. Like I'm grateful. Okay. And you, you made a key uh, distinction. So the girls that I mentioned, they are, like you said, personal style bloggers, whereas you're more of a, it's, it's more of an editorial resource. And like you said, you have different voices and you, you're talk you talk about things. You're more of, and here's a, here's another reference for you. You're more out of them. I would say like the business of fashion of the curvy style world, for instance. Um, so what, is different in your journey do you think do you think it's a little bit has been a little bit harder for you to uh, build this platform to where it is today because you're not necessarily the focal point or do you feel like it just it's the right fit for you I think you know one I think it's like it would I I'm in no place to like speak on anyone else's journey right Mm -hmm, of course so I think that for me it's been I'm exactly where I need to be because okay. there have been a lot of things that I've been learning about myself, um, about the business, about what I want and where I want to go, right? And mm-hmm. everyone has, like, here's the beauty of it all, right? There is enough for everyone, and everyone has their own purpose, and everyone has their own voice. So it's, you know, it's different things. And, and everyone, like, like look, at, look at Lovey. Lovey mm-hmm. did this for 10 years, right? That's my boo. She's been in it for 10 years. And some people, to some people, they just see her pop up overnight, right? Right, right. We've been following her and been friends with her and have been watching and cheering for her for a very long time. So it's it's depending on where you're at in your in your in your journey. For me, it's you know, this is a different space. Like I'm in a very unique space. I'm not a magazine, I'm not a personal style blogger. I'm like mm-hmm. a fusion of both of those. Okay. I'm like, a little bit of like who, what, where and refinery 29, but for plus. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's a very, I laugh and I joke about it. Cause I'm like, I'm in this very unique space. Like, how did I get here? Okay. Mm-hmm. This is how you got here, Marie. Now, where are you going to take it? I don't know. Well, let's see. Like, so I've kind of let go of like what places where I think I should have been, what things I should have mm-hmm. been doing or been a part of. It did take a minute for me to get there. But okay. I realize that I'm exactly where I need to be. And I think this is like my, that maturity in my business and in my growth, like mm-hmm. the internal side of things, because like it, what's for you is for you. And, and, is, and if you're walking and operating in your purpose and in your passion, then the whole journey will be a learning one. And it won't be one of resentment, hate, envy or anger. Right. That, those are great points. Um, speaking of the plus blogging space, compared to other blogging niches such as beauty or general market fashion and lifestyle, the plus space is not as saturated. So when I think of, you know, those few names, I mean, I, I know that there are a lot of other plus bloggers that I'm probably missing, but are you able to really, in, like, I feel like you guys are able to enjoy this sort of hyper visibility. Uh, do you experience that from your vantage point? And if so, like, what are the pluses and minuses of that? I think because of the type of blog that I am, I think okay. the challenge is that there are very, um, and with body positivity being very trendy right now, Mm-hmm. It's very interesting to watch a lot of different websites kind of pop up that are just centered around body positivity. And I'm curious to see like 
how that goes because then there there is a similarity, right? Mm. So it's not, and these websites are not in the plus space. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, okay, what do I need to do to make sure that my voice is not co-opted? What do I need Mm -hmm. to do to make sure that our voices are not co-opted? You know, what do I need to do to make sure that, you know, what the messages that we have are staying um, are loud and, and consistent, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, you know, there are certain things that I do intentionally. Um, I try to make sure that I show, you know, women of color, models of color, brands that feature models of color as much as possible. You know, okay. I try to uh, show and include various sizes. Um, and I try to find different ways to differentiate myself. Um and to continue to push my envelope, the brand's envelope, in staying on having our, our finger on the pulse of the plus community. Okay. And so it's with, and it's, and it's actually, there are a lot more plus bloggers than, um, than, than, than um, what you've mentioned. There's quite a few um, mm-hmm. that are making waves that I'm like really excited to see because again, everyone has their own voice, like, uh, and perspective. So I really feel that in the plus community, we are still in its infancy, but there's mm-hmm. still so much room for growth. And that's not just with the bloggers, but that's with the retail, the business side of things in its entirety. So right. to see, but I think where I'm most, where I'm paying most attention to is in outside of the plus community and the conversations around body diversity um, self-love. I'm watching how they're operating. You mentioned the retail space. So I want to, I want to get into that a little bit. Like we know about the Lane Bryant's and the Ashley Stewart's who've made it their business to focus exclusively on plus, but what has it been like working with brands who have a plus department and from a consumer perspective, from my perspective, um, that area is usually or for the longest time has usually been treated like an afterthought what has it been like working with those brands um I don't I don't know if I let's see hold on because I, and, and I don't I don't mean brands that like what's it like working with brands who treat plus as an afterthought but the brands that have other uh that aren't solely focused on plus. Well, I think and, it's interesting because, um, you know, we could take Kohl's, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're reaching out to a variety of different, of, different um, a variety of plus-size bloggers. Like, um, there there's an intention. It depends on the brand because it's like there's an intentional um, focus right now to seek out and to work with and to promote. Look at Target. Look yeah. at, um, you know... It's, it's, it's curious because the marketing side of me is watching like how, you know, how sustainable is this going to be? Look at what JC Penney just did. Um, it's curious to see how much this is going to be a flash in the pan or Mm -hmm. something consistent that is going to continually grow. I'm, I'm very, uh, I like watching how it rolls out. And I I analyze, I analyze and see, you know, just how sincere their attempts are. Mm -hmm. Don't get it twisted. And not only is, is 
not only would I and have I given feedback to the non plus size stores, but we go just as hard with the plus size brands as well. I've told mm. many brands that you need bigger models. You have no models of color or that you have lightened her so, so much that it looks like there's no models of color until you like go mm-hmm. back and you're like, Oh, that's a black girl. Um, right. So I have used my voice in my space to have these back, um, back of the office, I guess, or on the back side, the business side, I have these conversations to challenge people to, um, you know, grow and do more and be more in this space so that this change is not just something temporary, but that is stayed. Do you think in those conversations, the people, uh, that are running these either departments or brands or, you know, the marketing campaigns, do they really understand how powerful the plus size market is? Because for me, when I think, you know, as a curvy girl, I'm, when you're, when you start hitting that 10, 12, you're on the edge. Like, you know, you're right there and you are even probably shopping in the, the plus section. So, and I, I'm not sure if they get that, you know, who the customer is or how, like the lines are blurred. Do they, do they get it from your perspective? Um, no. And I think, that, mm. you know, the ones that care, I mean, look at the department stores. I mean, buyers are quick, you know, if a designer has something in blue, teal, gray, and yellow, they're going to get the gray. Mm. They're going to play it safe because in right. your mind, the plus size woman, it does not want to be. Now you have some of these brands that the department stores that are now kind of giving more of a contemporary vibe, but now it's too late almost, right? So mm-hmm. now we're no longer checking for the department stores. We're going straight to the designer that you are now carrying. So it's a very interesting, like I've even said to um, a design team, I said, would you wear this? Mm. Why do you think we would wear it? Right. As you're designing, if you wouldn't wear them, we don't want to wear it either. You know, I've, I've had these conversations where I'm like, this is like, stop altering things because you feel like we, you know, we won't feel comfortable. Like, don't dumb us down. Don't right. water us down. So it's very interesting to see. Um, some people get it. Some people are still trying to get it. And some people don't want to get it. They just want to placate and, you know, placate us and, you know, oh, well, here's this. Here's this line. I mean, it's like real talk. I mean, some brands will do a plus size line, but you will never see any of their plus size promotions on their website. Mm, that's interesting. Think about but it. But not, not surprising at all, though, because I'm, I am thinking like if you're looking for something or a certain size, you got to like have a magnifying glass to your your screen you got to search for it so yeah you're you're definitely definitely hitting on something with that so what kind of in the midst of all those conversations and you know your growth over the last few years like what kind of brand collaborations have you done um just to give the audience an idea and what sorts of partnerships would you love to do um i think it varies. I'm so flexible and open because, um, like in the past, like I've just did, um, a campaign with old Navy, like we wore jeans, we styled them with, you know, their accessories, our accessories and kind of told our life, you know, like a lifestyle shot. I okay. loved the JC Penny commercial, uh, uh, the latest commercial campaign that they've just done. That mm-hmm. campaign was everything. It was really emotional. 
um, it was like they got it. Like they got it. Um, and then you have, um, I've done a campaign with Marina Rinaldi and that one was like, you know, celebrating being a woman, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't so much a focus on being a plus woman. It was celebrating being a woman. And I think the messages that the brands are doing, if the message resonates, then it's something that I want to do. Okay. Um, that's the most important and first and foremost is like what message was the campaign about? And that's where, that's what I'm tied to. I'm tied to a lot of like, I, I, I'm big on woman power, girl power, empowerment, like kick ass, let's take names. Like I'm here right. all of that. And so if there's that message that kind of resonates along that, I'm going for it. Um, things that I want to do, um, you know, sky's the limit here. Like, I think I'm, I'm coming into my own as, as in like really owning who I am in this space, owning okay. myself, owning my presence and not apologizing for it. So remember I was telling you about this whole journey, confidence building and mm-hmm. not who I am. I've kind of come into this space of, I am Marie Danae. And not feel like, oh, I'm Marie, I'm Marie Danae. Like, <laughs> like I'm Marie Danae. How can, like, hi. You know, right. there's a difference. And so now, like, I'm kind of reevaluating what that means for me now. And so with what that means, like, what do I want to do with that? How do I want to push the push my envelope? And that's for me doing more video. That's doing more um, on air. That's doing more um you know, pers- if, if that means me doing more personal style and having fun and showing my goofy side, then that's what I'll do. I love that. Like I, the way, like you have no idea, like the way you just said that, because I think we shrink ourselves so much and we, we have all these things in our head about who we are, what we've done, or, you know, we, we lie to ourselves and and diminish what we've done. So hearing you assert like, this is me and I've worked my ass off to, to get, to become this person, to, to get to this place. And I am a valuable resource and I, you know, I can help you achieve your goals. Like, I love that. So that, yeah, I'm gonna have to have to borrow that. Um, (laughs) Definitely gonna have to. I'm Sakita Holly. How about, yes, I love it. So listen, that I'm gonna, I'm I'm coming back to that just after this is done. Like that, that's a, that's a moment for me. So Talking, keeping on this this business tangent and working with brands, what are some of the deliberate and intentional things that you've done to posi- position yourself in the Curvy Fashionista to work with brands? Well, I think, you know, a lot of people think that when they start a blog, like all these brands just start coming to them. And that's not true. It's like really pitching yourself. Yes. Pitching, 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 pitching. And really coming up with unique ideas or things that are like that ideas that you may have and things that you want to do and really getting them on board and then showing your resume like this is why you need to work with me. This is how we can make it work together Um, and being okay if if it doesn't work at that moment or, you know, learning like, you know, how to even further fine tune that pitch to really get what you want or and I think sometimes we as women, even myself as a black woman, like we 
you know, the, the challenge, let me back up. My mother was a single mom in the Navy. Mm -hmm. She was a single black woman in the Navy. And she didn't get problems for her skin color. She got problems because she was a woman of rank. Mm. The problems that men gave her were not because of her race, but because she was a woman. So then when you add you know, a black woman on top of it, it's like, you know, she got a lot of flack. So what she did is she poured into my sister that there's no such thing as a glass ceiling. So mm. we were raised thinking like, well, why not? Never let anyone tell you no. The first person who tells you no, they don't have the power to tell you no. Right. Like, we'll get to that person who can tell you. Like, so there's this little bit of a rebel inside, right? Where you're challenging the norm. For me, it's challenging the norm. So I'm purposely thinking of ways to push and to, to think bigger and to go bigger and, and bigger and then bigger on top of that. So when I pitch these brands, I'm like, hey, boo, I got this idea. And right. how can we work together? Well, this is what I could do. This is what we could do. And and it's consistently kind of figuring out how to go bigger. And I think sometimes we don't think that big. We just think for the first step without thinking about the whole walk or the whole, mm-hmm. the whole you know, the whole run or the whole race, you know. And so it's it's for me, the biggest challenge has been like thinking even bigger and commanding even bigger. So when you ask me a question like, you know, where and how do I want to work with brands in the future? I couldn't really answer that question for you right now. Cause it's like, it's so big. Like the possibilities are endless. It's just, right. Maybe it doesn't exist yet. Right. Or it's just that the opportunity hasn't presented itself to inspire an opportunity, you know, to inspire that conversation even further. Mm, I get it. So, so was there any moment or a particular brand partnership or campaign that you feel really, really catapulted your curvy fashionista brand and blog to the next level? You know, like there have been quite a few moments, but I think the one where I just bawled out and like cried and was just like feeling so full and so blessed is when I did the Marina Rinaldi campaign in, um, in, um, Italy. Mm hmm. You know, we went out there and like we did this whole photo shoot. And then I was also in the Mary Claire Italia. Like it was amazing. And it was a situation where I was just like, is this real life? Is this Mm -hmm. happening? And and another girl and I like we literally just like were crying. And we're like, thank you, God. Like, thank you. (laughs) That's amazing. And it was just like that that most humbling and, you know, full moment. But mm-hmm. I, and I think like the next moment would be me moving here to Atlanta and doing my first expo. Like that for me was, I've had this vision, this dream of doing something like this mm-hmm. for quite a while, wanted to do it, wasn't sure how to do it. Should I partner with someone? Should I do it on my own? I was scared. And, you know, when I moved here, like cost of living, I was just like, dude, we can do this, <laughs> you know, right. coming from L.A. and then the cost of living and like, you know, rentals. I'm like, how much is it? So, right. I'm in there. <laughs> so for me, it was like a matter of um, learning to kind of come into my own. And, mm-hmm. that, and it was more trusting in my power. Right. Okay. That was my theme for last year was like um, learning your power and trusting in your power. And then my theme for this year is owning it. 
right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a, those themes in my vision board. And so I just kind of spread that through everything I do. So, you know, for me doing that expo last year was a real personal, I've done this, I'm ready to go. Like, okay, Marie, you got this. Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, with something when you actualize a dream or a vision, there's that level of confidence and, and self-assuredness. And that let me know, like, OK, we got to go bigger. Now we got this vision that, you know, this wasn't the vision, but it was the start of the vision. Let's go. Right. And, and now you're you're back for a second year. The, the expo is going to be in August. What can people expect from the Curvy Fashionista Style Expo this year? Oh, well, um, it's bigger. It's in a bigger location. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, I wanted something that was just a little bit more on brand, I think, with the whole layout and experience. Like, I, wanted, okay. uh, I mean, I didn't expect the turnout last year as I did. I was surprised. And so I was like, oh, well, let's go bigger. So, you know, and from there, like then as it grows, so will, you know, the brand or the vision for the expo. But this year we have um, a total of five panels. We have um, two fashion shows. We have we'll have 40 vendors. We'll have um, live live performances and there'll be tons of shopping that's specifically just for plus size fashion. And. There will be, um, you know, a lot going on throughout those two days. So I'm really hyped that we'll have a, a mixer, a VIP kickoff party, and then we'll have like an after party on Saturday night. So mm-hmm. it's really exciting. That sounds great. Where can people go to get more information? Just the curvyfashionista.com or is there a specific website for the expo? For, for the expo, it's the tcfstyleexpo.com. So tcfstyleexpo.com. Perfect. So we're going to wrap things up, but I have a few rapid fire questions for okay. you. Um, so the first is what are your top three Instagram or e-boutiques for curvy girl fashion? And this is important because I need this. So. Chic and curvy. Okay. Um, Pop up plus. Okay. You said boutiques, right? Yeah. E-boutiques or Instagram boutiques. Um, I think on Instagram, I think it's called Dolled Couture. So, okay. D O L L dot D. Okay. Couture. Dolled Couture. Okay. So, Chic and Curvy, Pop Up Plus, and Dolled Couture. Yeah. Okay. So, name two things every woman needs to have in her wardrobe. Um, she needs to have a kick ass black dress, like that dress you put on and you feel like a million bucks no matter what. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is. It doesn't matter where you're going. It always is like, yes, honey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. That's one. And then um, a great pair of jeans that like will hug the booty, that lift, that, you know, that, you know, those pair of jeans that make your booty just looks like, yes, honey. You need- What's the, where can we get those? Where can I get those? <laughs> well, the ones that fit me like that are mm-hmm. from Ava and Viv at Target, actually. Okay. Um, but I also have jeans from like Lane Bryant, Ashley Stewart, Simply B. Um, uh, let's see, where else? Torrid. Mm-hmm. Um, for jeans, yeah. 
Okay. And the last rapid fire, in your opinion, what is the best and most comfortable heel shape for a curvy girl? Is it the block heel? Is it the stiletto, the platform? What do you think? I can't speak for everyone because everyone's not every plus size woman has a wide foot. Not every Mm -hmm. plus size woman has a narrow, like a, you know, a regular width. I have found block heels are great for me. Okay. You love the look of a stiletto. It's just so damn sexy, but they ain't Mm -hmm. comfortable. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like for me, like, but a lot of times in my day to day life, you'll see me in flats because I'm, you know, Cali girl. Right. Okay. And is there anything else that we may have missed? I mean, this has been um, such an amazing conversation. I mean, we touched on some things that we weren't even going to talk about, but, you know, divine. (laughs) Everything happens in divine, right and correct order. But is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, You know, I would have to say you never know who's watching you. You Mm. Watching you. And so it's so important, you know, while to stay true to yourself, but to always be mindful that you never know who's watching. I've, I've been blessed this year by two amazing women who I had no idea were watching me. No. Mm. And because they saw how hard I've been working, how consistent I've been, they wanted to deal with me. I think we could just leave it right there. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we're going to leave it there. And that is a good word. So I hope everybody took some notes because that was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Hey, hey, uh, it's Kita. Oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I forgot where I was for a second. I wanted to say thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Hashtags and Stilettos podcast. If you enjoyed my convo with Marie Danae, make sure you share it and talk about it using the Hashtags and Stilettos hashtag. You can also follow the show on Instagram at Hashtags and Stilettos. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Success. That's M-I-S-S Success. And on Snapchat at Miss Success with an extra S at the end. I'm still very salty about that extra s so please make sure you put it in correctly or you're going to be following a stranger and if you listen to hashtags and stilettos on the itunes podcast app please take a moment to rate the show and write a review thank you so much in advance for all of your feedback until next time nothing can stop me i'm all awake